Welcome to the Tech Arena, featuring authentic discussions between tech's leading innovators and our host, Allison Klein. Now, let's step into the arena. Welcome to the Tech Arena. My name's Allison Klein, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Shreeja Alam and Julian Peterson from Fortinet. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Allison. And why don't we just start with introductions? Um, Julian, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Also from my side, a big thank you for having us today. Yeah, uh, my name is Trini Peterson. I'm a principal systems engineer at Quartinet. I'm over 16 years in IT, and my main focus is about SAP application security and cloud security. My background is a bit more in the offensive security world. Um, and yeah, Sreecha is basically my counterpart. Thank you, Julian. Um, hi, everyone. I am Srija Alam, and I'm a cloud DevOps architect at Fortinet. Been with Fortinet for a, almost like three years now. Um, I do a lot of security in Azure. And again, I am also focused on FortiWeb, which is our web application firewall in cloud and many other products at Fortinet. Uh, previously, I was a network engineer um, in operations, and then I was also a pre-sales security engineer before that. Now, Fortinet is a company that is new to the tech arena, but obviously has a well-established footprint in security. And, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to engage with Fortinet when I was in the industry, and I've been following your trajectory ever since. Um, can you provide a little bit of background on the company for those of uh, in the audience who are not familiar with Fortinet? Yep, I can. Um, so Fortinet is out cybersecurity leader, um, and we have several products in our cybersecurity space um, or, you know, networking and logging, either way, right, any of the space. So uh, we provide products where you can do some uh, secure connectivity and you can also reduce complexity with our um, access points, which is, you know, on-premises kind of security. And also we have our footprint in cloud. Um, that's where me and Julian focus, but in cloud, we also have several products, what we you can deploy on-premises in order to secure your workloads, your Kubernetes uh, workspace, or your applications running anywhere. Fortinet has been a leader and they have like several, we like several security products and great customer base with a lot of good feedback. Now, I caught up with you guys at the Tech Field Day yeah. recently in the Bay Area. You guys hosted a day there. One thing that I walked away with uh, from your presentation is how AI is just representing a massive opportunity, but also a massive challenge for security. And and you guys shared an incredible presentation on what Fortinet is doing. Can you provide some perspective just at high level of why this is such a seminal motive moment in the security industry and how you look at this opportunity? There's There are two sides always of the metal, right? Um, you have that one side or you have those challenges speaking about there's a lack of workflows. Um, we need skilled employees taking care of um, the security operations, but also doing secure application development. But on the other side, there has to be an incredible fast development of applications. And with all that in combination, you run into a complexity to have that fast but sec and secure and cheap. And that combination often gets combined by AI, for example. So speaking about, for example, GitHub Copilot, it's a very helpful solution, 
makes it easy to code. For example, for me, to be honest, I'm not a great skilled coder. So my development skills are definitely not great, but with GitHub Copilot, for me, it works quite fast. But on the other side, which is a huge challenge in the security market is that also, let's say, the dark side of the internet uses AI, um, meaning attackers are getting more and more skilled. They can evolve much faster. Um, they, they, it's even easier for them to develop new, for example, malware, ransomware. And even that gets very, very skilled. And in combination, all of that, uh, you run into the problem. Now you have a very fast evolution of malware and attacks. Maybe the detection vulnerability also increases. The development has to increase, but you don't have really the workforce to handle all that. So you, the, the time to respond to such attacks gets incredibly small. To be honest, you know, think about uh, I think it was the Bian Liao uh, tech group. They had, uh, I think within 20 hours, they took some leak credentials and infiltrated the company. That's 20 hours. You even, they didn't even know that their credentials got leaked uh, within that time. So it's, Wow. You need to be very fast. What I can add is like two sides of the measure. Julian did bring up a good point, but at the same time, like you mentioned, as fast as the creation of malware becomes, as fast as we can also uh, figure out because of the, we can use AI to read through the alerts, right? Um, faster response time, um, faster checking of data, and then figuring out uh, the aggregation and to see what are the most important alerts. We can use AI as an assistant there. So the incident response time will be much faster, I think. So it's really just putting the organizations uh, in the best place with tools that are going to help them make fast decisions. How has that manifested in terms of your product development and what you're delivering? To so at TechField, we did present about Bodysore, uh, which is our security orchestration product, um, automation and response, what SOAR means is. Um, and then that is, again, we obviously showed everything what how we can take immediate response when these alerts get triggered and how we can use AI part of this information, right? But the other thing which we have already did do at Fortinet is we do have inculcated AI and ML into a lot of our products. So one of the example is our WAF, which is 40 web, which is our web application and API security firewall where uh, we do some kind of anomaly detection where we run machine learning on the um, on the VM itself or the, on the appliance itself. And we are also using um, to detect like uh, shadow APIs, which are not exposed with the concepts of AI. Obviously, that's ML um, that we are doing there. Uh, that's just one example. And the other thing is we are also using, uh, going back to our conversation of alert fatigue, we do have threat analytics where we are checking the aggregation of the alerts um, attacks, and then we put them in the form of the alerts so that security administrators can concentrate on the most important ones. Um, so the machine learning will run, it will group the common factors so we can go and check in and tune those policies in order to make sure your applications are secure. Um, the other thing is our FortiGuard Labs. So how we also work with our MLAI is FortiGuard is a threat intelligence team at Fortinet. They receive about like 5 million threats every week. They have artificial AI nodes running all over the globe. They get this malware signatures, they collect them, and then they use machine learning algorithms to, in order to make a, a signature. And then they upload to all our devices. All our customers are protected. And 
um, not only that, our team is also looking at the signatures manually. So in the in those two terms, right? That's how Fortinet is already inculcating AI ML into its products. Thank you for the great overview, Richard. Well, to be honest, Soar um, Soar is the central point for the security operations center. As I mentioned, there are a huge amount of different uh, threat actors and attack groups out there. Uh, if we have a look, for example, at the uh, Mitra Tech Framework, how many different techniques there exist now. You as a security or SOC analyst, you have to classify your attack, right? You have to know which vectors or which attack techniques are in use and getting recommendations, understanding all the different threats and what else is out there. And that's exactly where we can help with AI. So with AI, we, for example, can provide uh, tools like uh, an assistant, which allows you to answer your questions, just stupid, simple questions. Hey, can you give me more details, for example? Or, hey, can you write me an email? Can you articulate it for me? We use that quite often in our day-to-day tasks, but that's stuff we can automate. Mm-hmm. On the other side, get uh, enriching information, because as Fritja mentioned, uh, alert fatigue, you get millions of alerts per day in the, in the security operation center. But to be honest, the human is pretty bad in detecting those patterns over a huge amount of data-based uh, sets. So using those data sets and analyzing by an AI, you maybe find stuff which you have never looked at before. So speaking about here about threat hunting. And also, street challenge of Fortigard Labs, which provide our core uh, intelligence, let's say that way. Exactly, they, those guys have those huge amount of information that need to analyze and bring it as fast as possible to the customers. Um, if we, for example, think about Lockboard J, to be honest, patching wasn't an option there um, within, I don't know, an hour, but we were able to provide something like a virtual patch, which can, you can put in front and you have a first aid. You definitely need to patch, but that helps. Right. And in developing pretty fast, security solutions and mechanisms to prevent attacks, stop them, or even identify them uh, pretty quickly. One question that I have, you you mentioned alert fatigue, and and this is something that I've thought about quite a bit. When you think about all of the alerts um, that are happening in real time, people are human, right? This This is a tremendous amount of data coming at them. Do you see and envision Fortinet to be able to deliver something that automates lower level um, alerts in terms of actions and allows for humans to only focus on the most important or pertinent things? Or how, how do you, uh, you know, approach that so that IT managers feel like they've got control over what's happening in their environment? Definitely. It's a trick. For sure. Uh, thinking about, for example, um, in our CM solution where we have all the raw log information at just one point um, where we do those anal- analysis based on pre-trained models from our experience, what we have learned and also our bodyguard labs has learned, but that evolves at the customer side. Because as you mentioned, we are humans and to be honest, companies are driven by humans and you, every human at the end, every company is different. I wouldn't say there's each each company is doing the same. No, they're all different. They have different handlings, different mechanisms in the network, different behaviors. And also besides that, the, all those alert and correlation, thinking about the network traffic one step before. 
So the traffic which goes through your network, is that normal that those network packages walk through the network? Or maybe usually that client doesn't send that many ping requests. Maybe an attacker is trying to exfiltrate data via an ICMP-based uh, shell or doing there some data exfiltration or there's a data leak. Um, another component which I see and I think is also quite important there is security is a big thing, but security also includes availability. And for availability, you need to have your network up and running and you need to know and maybe predict what happens in the future on your network. And for example, if you see that a queue is running full on your switches on your firewall, that can cause maybe a memory leak or maybe your queue is running over and your network dies. So speaking here about network monitoring and uh, recommending some next steps, what you should do, maybe... I don't know, increase the uh, the workload or the capabilities of of the network devices. That's a very helpful thing. Sricha, anything you could add? Yeah, the aggregation of alerts on our 40 sim is a great example, right? We are aggregating alerts for them to take a look at it. Um, so the network administrators can act fast, but they can also integrate again, going back to the SOAR conversation, right? They can take those alerts, integrate with the SOAR platform so that it can really kick off a playbook of what uh, activity or what response the playbook needs to take when we are seeing an alert that is being aggregated by uh, SIM or body analyzer. Um, and then there is this automated response. But going again, uh, coming to a conversation of 40 web, which is our WAF, the threat analytics feature can integrate with ServiceNow and Jira platforms where it will aggregate the attacks hmm. uh, or alerts based on common factors. Like for example, I didn't ex share the example, but one of the thing is, what is the amount of threats that are originating from which country is what that will be aggregated. If multiple IP addresses are part of one country, they can just say, well, you know, I don't have a user base there. So network administrators can do IP protection for their applications, right? The other thing is maybe somebody is doing a DDoS attack or, you know, some kind of alert that is, uh, or because they did some misconfiguration of the policies, they can see that at the you know, it's not just one IP, it's multiple IP addresses that are doing DDoS. The admin can uh, do that policy, can tune in to make sure. And this integration with ServiceNow and Jira, which I help them to create those tickets, identify and assign to the stakeholders, but also they are immediately uh, alerted and they can take a response. So that's how I think pure for product. We also have NDR, which is a network detection response and also is where AI and um, network detection also uses some um, AI-based, uh, machine learning-based learning capabilities to identify some sophisticated attacks. So overall, with our fabric integration or what a lot of our products, AI ML have been, you know, something which we've been using since several years. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I know that you work with customers quite a bit on deployments of solutions, and I'm sure you get some insights about what's on the top of their mind in terms of capabilities they're looking for and how they would love for Fortinet to innovate. Can you share any examples of companies or industries who've used your solutions to address emerging threats and any interesting stories about how they've used your solutions? Well, to be honest, that's, that's quite hard to share. <laughs> it's a bit difficult because, uh, you know, in the security, the security field, uh, usually customers don't want to have them in the news and also they don't like to, uh, to, if you speak about them, but 
Um, one example to us we can really bring because that was bulletproof tested was what we showed at the cloud field day. Um, one topic is we we have a lot for customers or we see also evolving even for me um, with the, uh, the SAP space is, for example, in the SAP and business application market, there are a lot of custom development going on on companies, meaning they don't use the standard which is provided by the vendor. They develop their own tools to fit into their business needs and business processes. And that results on the other side in applications, maybe they're unique to a certain company and not used uh, everywhere else, right? And that results in maybe an application which contains a vulnerability no one has ever figured out because who should, right? I mean, it's it's just that single use case. And there, for example, we, we have the challenge with 40 web, uh, uh, which, we, which we used to solve the problem. Uh, think about the drone API. We had an API which no one ever has used before, um, but we need to secure it. And while using doing development and uh, while that's ongoing, there are tests ongoing. So developers for sure testing the applications. So we use there our machine learning capabilities for you to train uh, how the API looks. And in production, we can use it to harden it. Makes it great for us because there are for the customers because there's no undetected endpoints. And if there is one, it's blocked because no one tested it earlier. <laughs> so it's not published to the end. Makes it a little bit more secure. Um, Sricha, do you have any stories right off the hand? Yeah, I do. Um, going back to 40Web, right? I definitely can't share any customer information, but this one was more by a research team called Team 82. Um, it was, I think, uh, in January of this year or February, something around that time frame where uh, they call it Clarity's WAF bypass. If if uh, Alison or Julian, you might have heard about it, but uh, it's a it's a research team where they took some SQL uh, plus JSON syntaxes because nobody have ever tested. They we always been doing SQL injection based testing, but nobody appended JSON payloads to SQL and tested them. But the team eighty two did that right, and they tested on major WAF vendors. Uh, to see if they are actually being blocked, that payloads are being blocked. Um, I don't want to mention the names, but most of the vendors, they couldn't block that because it's a new payload, right? It's more like a zero-day payload that they compiled. And Fortinet was not part of that list, but, you know, obviously I definitely had interest in testing that. So I work with our product management team. I did have machine learning running on my Fortiweb uh, WAF on one of the applications. So when I tested those uh, payloads uh, personally, right, like I did test myself and the ML came into rescue. We were able to block all of those payloads uh, right away. And we immediately uh, released a blog post in our community portal on how our customers can do use of uh, machine learning. So I think that's one of the clear examples of how it speaks well. Um, you know, in a real world scenario where there's a zero day payload, 40Web's AI ML capability can come into a rescue. Because I think we never talked about how it works, but this happens in our two layers of machine learning process. Uh, the first layer is where we collect the information about your application. Forever will learn about it. And then in the second layer of machine learning, once an anomaly is detected, it will be made to our strict analytics by 40 team. Our main goal is to make sure our customers are protected from these kind of zero-day payload, but at the same time to reduce false positives. I, I love that story always. I, I definitely... 
um, yeah, um, one of our customers to utilize everything of our products. So That's fantastic. I think that the only thing that I would love to ask you about more, and I think that's on the top thing on people's minds is, given what we've talked about today with AI, where do you think the security industry is going? And as we turn to 2024, what are you looking forward to in terms of broader industry engagement, what Fortinet will deliver, um, anything else that you'd like to call out? It's a big topic, to be honest, and there's a lot ongoing there. I mean, to be honest, the uh, AI systems are always getting smarter and smarter, uh, which is great. And definitely one big thing I'm really looking forward forward is right now we worked a lot with um, pre-trained models with a quite old data set. So as more accurate and more up-to-date the information are getting, the, the faster maybe is the response, the smarter they are, and the more input and help they can provide in general, to be honest. And also the more input we can provide, like using it just for our daily monitoring, for example, we teach them, right? It's like for us, uh, every day, if we read the news, we learn something because we maybe didn't heard about it. Um, I think another topic, which is maybe, let's say, the, the, the shaggy side on the network is so the, the bad guys are getting smarter and smarter. Um, and I think they will use that um, and even maybe try to turn the AI on a bit more on their side. Uh, maybe try to leak information others have provided. Um, I assume that that's a big topic which will come. Another big topic is to be asked the security automation. That's a huge thing, um, which will definitely a huge key. And that's something in the near future, I would say. For me, I think in the not not anything related to Fortinet, right? It's just more in the cybersecurity space. So now that we we are recognizing deep fakes, like a lot of them are using it for bad purposes. Uh, we want to make sure we identify uh, the same things with some intelligent products, and that's where AI can come handy in order to identify again that deep fakes, which are being created uh, by AI itself. The more intelligent products in order to identify those more intelligent, you know, uh, what we call like disadvantages of AI is my personal thing. Well, thanks so much, Trisha and Julian, for being on the show today. One final thing for you. I know that people are going to want to ask you more questions and continue to engage. So where can they find out more information about Fortinet and engage with your teams? I would say Julian and I definitely are open to reach out via LinkedIn. Um, definitely reach us out on our LinkedIn space. Fortinet has been coming to most of our conferences. So, you know, meet us at any of the conference. But if we go on to our Fortinet.com website, you can check our product portfolio and there is an option to get a free demo. So if you click that and fill out your information, our teams, our BDRs will reach out to you all. Um, so we can just get a call going and then they will put you in touch with our, uh, exactly what the right team. I think nearly every security conference, someone is jumping around. Speak, uh, speak to us. Uh, don't hesitate to ask questions. Thanks so much for being here. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. All. Thanks for joining the Tech Arena. Subscribe and engage at our website, thetecharena.net. All content is copyright by the Tech Arena.